Welcome back, Crush A Lot Podcast. I'm your boy Cheese, and I'm excited. I'm excited. I love when uh, I usually go out of my way and reach out to people. In this case, I was reached out to. And I love when people try to put me on to their music. I'm not one of those snobby people that says you need three million likes and followers. If you want me to check out your music, I will. And that's what I'm going to do. And uh, and our guest today uh, reached out. Well, they like, hey, yo, let's, let's connect and vibe. And I did my research. I was like, oh, yeah, we're going to talk. <laughs> we're going to do it. So our special guest right here, MC Bravado, is in the house. Good, sir. How are you? Yo, peace. I'm happy to be here, man. I'm happy to be here. I'm glad you like what you heard and all that. Um, I'm all about like putting people on and winning them over and all that. You know, got to do that legwork. Yeah, that's a that's a part of it. Um, let Let's start. Let's. It's an interesting time in hip hop. Hip hop has grown now to have different subgenres. Underground scene either has their own subgenre as well. You got the mainstream sound, which is heavily influenced with more of the trendy hip-hop contemporary sound and you sit in a pocket in the middle like when i was listening to it i was like you're not doing the trap stuff um and there's definitely influence of late 90s music hip-hop music in your sound but you're not necessarily underground either so i found this as a listening experience as a conundrum because how do you even get it out there who's your audience and how did it come to be that your sound is the way it is i love that question uh i feel like we're still figuring my target audience out you know to be to be honest um as far as finding the sound uh i guess it comes from kind of being a you know, growing up in the 90s and listening to everything, like listening to just as much alternative rock as I did hip hop. And then like you see, you know, like an outcast, you know, a group like an outcast as far as hip hop goes, who, you know, look at an album like Speaker Box and Love Below or stuff they even did before where you can you even categorize that, you know? Um, And then you see it more contemporarily with like Run the Jewels, you know, where it's really hard to put them in a box. And that's not something I consciously try to do, but I just let all of my influences kind of pour out into records and where they land, they land. And that is tough to find a sticking audience sometimes because, you know, somebody might like something I did that we can qualify as like boom bappy and like real, like hyper lyrical type stuff. But then when I go outside that box, they might not dig it and vice versa. So it's been a journey um, but I wouldn't have it any other way, and I kind of like not sounding like anything, you know. Yeah, when um, when I when I heard when I saw one, there's, there's a lot of clips on you on YouTube just freestyling on, on on shows and stuff, and I think that's where a lot of entry point stuff would come in when it comes to you. And yeah. but I also think that when and I, I had this question in general for a lot of people is when you're on shows like Sway and things like that and you're doing your freestyle things and it's obviously the skill set is there. Does that translate into I'm going to go purchase this, I'm going to go stream this? Because sometimes I question, because there's a lot of people get caught in that pocket where they're, they're YouTube freestylers. And then when I was like, 
trying to find where your energy was, it just seemed like, okay, a, a big interest is in that viral movement with videos. Are you trapped in that box or is it like there's room for expansion? I think there's a lot of room for expansion. Um, I think that that's a dangerous thing. Like, I think it could very well happen to you if you do that almost exclusively. It's definitely part of what I do. And if I'm on a stretch where like right now I'm working on an album where it's like really sonically driven and not conceptually driven. And I feel like I have to like get bars off my chest. I'll jump in a situation like that. But I, you know, I don't know how well it translates. Cause I do think a lot of the people that are looking to watch freestyle really do that and don't necessarily dive deeper, even if they dig it, you know, their thing might just be that, um, and, you know, I don't really know what the conversion is off of, like, say I did, uh, you know, I went up to Shade and, and Static was kind enough to let me rock on that platform. And, um, you know, I, I really don't know what the analytics were in terms of how many of those people really became fans or, um, you know, I, I honestly probably should sharpen up. I think as an artist in 2019, like, we got to be hyper aware of, like, what's landing and what isn't. And it's kind of part of the responsibility. But sometimes I feel I get so caught up in, like, that science of it that it takes away from the creative process so it's like yep it's i i understand fully like even for anytime i look in the early days of this podcast about three years ago anytime i look at the number i'm like i'm done i'm done yeah i did the best i can i moved on and um and then there's times where i just I, it became such a need for me to just have my platform just for my own um creativeness that I just kept pushing and then eventually eventually it caught, it caught fire and, and then and now we are where we are um, and that so I understand that like don't look at analytics it's not really sometimes an indicator but as soon as I take a peek I'm like oh boy I gotta I gotta yeah. how do I promo this cause this is isn't that what hip hop is there's no real formula I mean there's a formula for mainstream hip hop but hip hop came from out of nowhere is it's, it's it's put together with crazy glue and and duct tape every producer yep. does different different differently rhyming is differently in the podcast game is the same way how do you maneuver that in terms of your creative energy as an MC how are you going around like picking sonically the beats the collaborators you're with to make the sound that you have here cuz i would imagine when i say here for people know we're video chatting, but you got the audio, so I pointed at my head. Um, how do you, how do you, how do you collaborate in that way? How do you put that sound into someone else's hands? So I've been fortunate recently. Um, I'm working with a, a producer who's really like executive producing me for the first time. Like that gets thrown around, but like pretty frequently. But this is the first time, like. I'm working with someone actively who's offering constructive feedback during sessions that I really trust and is really helping mold the sound. Um, and we kind of have just been with this new stuff, man. We're collecting beats from producers we've worked with before and we respect. And they're sending us folders on folders on folders. And I'm pretty picky with beats. Like sometimes it hits me right away. Sometimes I got to marinate. But like long story short, since I got back from running around this summer, uh, I was on Warp Tour this summer. I got back in August, I want to say, and I've been at it. And I'm about on this, I'm working on multiple projects, but on one project, they got about 30 songs down, I want to say. And I'm going to get to about 40 
and then we're going to kind of rock with the best 10 or 11 and it's going to inform other projects but like there hasn't been a again you were talking about how you kind of macgyver this thing that's what we've been doing and like we found a coherent theme of like our theme going forward for this next record is more like an everyman thing like all that glitters ain't gold with this shit you know like with everything being perception now and 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 social media and like we are kind of taking a different road with it we're like this isn't what it looks like necessarily like this isn't as as glamorous or prestigious as it looks like like here's what it's taken to get here even you know um so i don't i don't have a science as much as i have a feel and 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 faith in the universe that it's going to work out if i keep the wheels turning you know like you were speaking about with your podcast kind of taking off after a while you just it's like football you keep your legs moving you know what i mean like yeah. and, and that's i couldn't even tell you what happened i couldn't i can't Same. tell you what yeah. the tipping point was all yeah. i know is that when i have one guest i'm like let me see if i could get a guest let me just see and that and just it just trickled into that and now we're in the forefront of the underground scene in one of the key podcasts to promote. And that's not like braggadocious stuff. It's like, I can't tell you how I replicated that. It just, it just happened. Um, and I love it because I, think... I love talking to hip hop artists and this is what I love to do in terms of just hip hop. I think when you're like, you know, really for the people and personable and you, and you do your research and you work hard, uh, you know, whatever you do and, and you're in it for the right reasons, you know what I mean? Like, I think the success manifests, you know, like it, it, I wanted to, we touched on this kind of earlier on, but we were talking about the dangers of falling in that box. Um, I was going to bring up the idea of the battle rapper, you know what I mean? Cause like a lot of my favorite, I think like, as far as lyricism at the forefront right now, like battle rap's got some of the best lyricists and a lot of those guys can't really break out of that. But being candid, a lot of the ones who can't break out of it don't. I've listened to the music. The music isn't necessarily there, and there are some that make really good music that are kind of breaking out and are seeing bigger and better looks. So it's like I can't even box them in anymore. You know, it's it's like it's really that perfect storm, like you said, of of the hard work, the reputation, and the beguivering of the situation that that can get you there. You know, there isn't there isn't a formula and that could be yeah. that could be vexing or it could be like that's a blessing. Like let me just do what I can do. You know? And you're and you're in the Baltimore area. Yeah. Yeah, one of my favorite examples of what you just talked about is King Los. King Los yes. is a fantastic battle rapper, a fantastic freestyler. And he's another one that I worry I've been worried and I'm honest, I trashed him on the show. I'm honest. I put it <laughs> out there. I'm not telling what what episode it was. People like can be more like, "What are you doing right now?" Like right. two, three years ago, you were like the hottest thing in the game, and then you couldn't parlay that moment, those views, into something, a catalog that's like gets people excited. And then I realized he is touring, but as a battle rapper, which there's a lot of money in. So he yeah. chose his lane. But musically, sometimes I wonder if they could actually write songs, like songs. And that's yeah. an interesting thing as a hip hop listener. I love my battle raps. I don't know enough of how, to, how battle rappers make money besides the competition of it. Or if it even matters yeah. to them. That's another 
you know, part of it. So it's an interesting thing you say that because it's one of the things that I have it always in my head. Like, where is King Glows? Like, I've been waiting. Um, and I don't think it's coming. I just don't. And um, he's, a, he's a good example. I mean, he's one of the most technically talented rappers. Like, if you're talking about, like, the total package and the technicality with which he crafts his lyrics, you know, he's up there for me. Um, but yeah, I don't know if he's necessarily put it together with records. You know, it's a different... Some people can walk both those lanes really well, but it's it's tough. I think, uh, I want to, you know, you look at M's newer stuff, for example, like it's hyper technical. You know, it's like he, as great as he is, no one could say he's not rapping at an extremely high level, but it's it's not as pleasing to the ear as his earlier stuff was, which I would argue isn't as technical as his newer stuff. You know, so it's like finding that that right mix of technicality emotion what you're speaking on you know where you are in your life you know there's so many factors that that play into that perfect storm of a classic album or of a really good album you know yeah um interesting you said that you you just came off doing some some tour dates off the warp tour which is a completely for the most part different audience yep. from hip-hop if people don't know who the warp tour warp tour is is one of the best tours ever around always yeah. in this always always when it's a I usually associate it at least in New York when they're in town it's always in the summer um, yeah and and warp tour is like the punk rock rock scene right yeah and, mostly and uh yeah cheese listens to that so don't be don't be hating on me don't take my cred I I listen to my thrice <laughs> I've been to Our system staff. of the down Artist in the ambulance thrice, yeah. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Um, I, 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 truth be told, my favorite rock band is Emery. Out of uh, okay. I love Emery from Tooth and Nail Records. That's a whole different podcast. If you really want to, <laughs> if you want to talk about the Victory Label and Spittlefield <laughs> and all those cats, I got you. There we um, go. If you want to talk old school eighties, we could talk about Bad Brain all day. Minor Threat, <laughs> Black Flag. Well, you thought Cheese just listens to hip hop all day? I got an eclectic mix, motherfuckers. <laughs> Don't put me in a box. You couldn't survive a, a system of a down show. <laughs> Go to YouTube right now. Go look up two dollar tour system of the doubt. You'll see him in the front row with a North Face <laughs> puffy sweater that I refused to put a coat check, and I regretted it because I was sweating, but I was there. Look, <laughs> look for the blue headed girl next to me. There we go. We got landmarks at the old Webster Hall, and as soon as it started playing, everybody fell to the right, all of us. And if you never haven't been to Webster Hall before, they fixed it. As soon as they start playing, the floor shakes underneath you, and you thought That's the building true. was gonna fall. That enough credit like for anybody? One. Never. <laughs> All right. I think yeah, you definitely proved that one. You held that down. <laughs> how was that? How was that? How how do you introduce? Um, let let me sound ignorant for a second. Sure. Just for in case there's some people who are ignorant listeners. Yeah, I said that at me. You can at me. How warp tour rock hip hop. For me, it goes hand in hand. It's rebel music, regardless. But is that a different niche listener? Yeah, I mean, to be honest, like, they always have rappers, you know? Like, they'll have 
I know like Prof from Ryan Sayers was there like not too long ago. Who's one of you talk about the genre blending and the ability to do a bunch of different shit. I love what he does. Um, you know, M was there. There's been a lot of hip hop artists that have kind of gone through there, but I wanted to take on that challenge because day in and day out, like I want to say I, I did 30 something dates, you know, and I didn't know who I was going to see on a lot of those days. And if, you know, to be able to win a crowd over that, you are going to have people that love and appreciate hip hop. But when you win over those that don't necessarily love it and that it's not necessarily their thing and they tell you that, but they say, I really dug what you did for X, Y, or Z reasons, you know, that sharpens your blade as, a, as an MC and as an artist. And you feel that much. I felt, man, I cannot even describe the difference in confidence between when I left and when I got back to then I'm like, okay, I'm walking into a hip hop venue. I'm, I'm walking into a crowd that I know is going to at least be willing to hear me a little bit more. Cause there were days on warps where I, I honestly felt like, you know, there were crowds that ne didn't necessarily want to hear me that were eager for like insert hardcore band after me, but you know, it really sharpened my craft as a, as an artist. Um, but yeah, Warp Tour is crazy, man. That This was the last full year, actually. This past summer was the last full year they're doing it. Um, they're going to do it this summer, but only select dates. Um, yeah, the, yeah the, most... the scene is dying. Um, yeah. It's dying and it's not sustainable. The New York venue scene is pretty much dead. It's been dead for a while. I know, because I went to shows almost every weekend. Listen, I saw Paramore before they became Paramore. I mean, mm. those are things that in New York City I did. But I love the idea that let me test myself in a market that doesn't sit in this hip-hop market and see where it goes. I think as an MC, as a performer, that's a great challenge. So kudos to you for that because a lot of people s sit in their lane and then wonder why people don't come. Right. I think the opportunity to really go in front of an audience and win them over, it's kind of like a stand-up comedian. Yes, that's a good challenge. Like going in, you got to win them over. Yeah. And so salute to you on that. I like I I really respect that kind of uh like go for it mentality. Uh saying that around the corner you you're working on a project. Any details about that that you could share share, but don't feel pressured um, to. <laughs> well, yeah, most most recently I had the like Water for Hangovers project uh which is still out, you know, wherever you stream and download, uh, courtesy of uh, Soul Spasm. Um, that I had Static Select on a joint called Tread Lightly. The most recent joint I put out, uh, as far as a video and a single goes, is called Brand New Bag. Uh, pretty crazy concept with that one. Um, as far as the new stuff goes, I'm looking for, as I said, it's kind of like an everyman theme. We didn't intend on that going in, but that just tends to be what I'm writing about. I think a lot of that comes from you know, prior to uh, jumping into hip hop full time, when I went on Warped Tour, before that, I was teaching high school English in Baltimore City um, for five years. And then I taught elsewhere before that. And I, I think like there's kind of a regular Joe element to everything I do. And that's carried over because it hasn't been like this. All of a sudden, I'm like, quote unquote, like pro rapper, all these huge fucking things are happening and wild doors are opening. It's the same grunt work, if not more. But I'm cool with that. Like, I love the process, you know, and like that's shining through with this new material. So look for that. Um, that's going to be, I would say, the first single is going to come July or August off that. Uh, before that, I have a remix project coming. Um 
It remixes select joints off my last two albums. The lead single off it might surprise you. That's going to happen next month. We talked about kind of genre bending and all that. So, and then beyond that, I'm working on a project with my man, SC Static. Uh, and I'm thinking fall for that. So, you know, I'm an album artist at the end of the day. Like, I'm an album artist in a single era. So, I got... You know, we're talking after this process, we're probably going to be talking about like 75 to 100 in the vault. You know, like I'm I'm ready for for the rest of 2019 and, and beyond. Um, real excited about that. And also upcoming uh, April 27th um, back in New York in Manhattan at the bitter end. Uh, I'm playing with my band. I play with uh, it's hip hop, but like I'm backed by a live band with my DJ. Um, and we're going to be yeah at the bitter end of Manhattan. April 27th. I got tickets available for that and all. Check out the link below for that. I'll probably head out to that. It's in New York. I'm in New York. I'll go. That'd be dope. Um, if you like what you're hearing, subscribe, share. Most importantly, go find MC Bravado right now. Social media. Stay, you know, mostly to keep track of what he's doing for when all the projects come out. You you get your, you're in the know. You're, you're doing what, <laughs> you're doing the good work and, and spread the word and, and retweet. Um, Appreciate one you. last question, very serious question here, Mr. Bravado. Sure. If if you could pick uh, one beat from the pantheon of hip hop, holy shit, this is gonna be heavy. Yeah, oh, it's it's a very serious question, life altering. Um, that best describes your love making talents, your <laughs> your mattress, that, that, girl. your mattress mumbo, your body oh friction. Your, uh, your man explosion. What is that beat that best describes? Now we're recording this on a on a Tuesday, so it might be like a Tuesday mood, a Friday mood after a few drinks might be a different beat. But what is it right now? Holy shit, that's a wild question. Uh, I'll go. I'll go. So fresh, so clean. Oof. I hope the clean part and the fresh. The clean part right now, because uh, I'm gonna commit a real. I'm just joking. I'm just joking. That was in poor taste, but I, yeah, I got I got a lady for a long time, so I'm confident about that part right now. Um, yeah, I'll say so fresh, so clean, man. Outcast is my favorite group ever. With all due respect to like Wu Tang, Boot Camp, all that. Uh, love a lot of groups, and I know Outcast is only two people, but um, they're a group. I gotta pull. Yeah, they count as a group. I gotta pull from them. That's the first one that came to mind. Like you said, after a few gin and tonics, it's probably a different answer. <laughs> Crush a lot podcast. I'm your boy Cheese MC Bravado. We'll catch you on the next one. Peace. Appreciate you. <laughs>